Chapter 9 of Folklore and Legends, Russian and Polish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. Folklore and Legends, Russian and Polish, by Charles John Tibbets. Chapter 9 in a certain village there once lived a peasant who had three sons of whom two were sensible but the third was a fool and his name was emelyan when the peasant had lived for a long time and was grown very old he called his three sons to him and said to them my dear children i feel that i have not very long to live so i give you the house and cattle which you will divide share and share alike among you i also leave you in money a hundred roubles apiece soon after the old man died and his sons after they had buried him lived on happy and contented some time after emelyan's brothers took into their heads to remove into the city and carry on trade with the three hundred roubles which their father had left them so they said to emelyan hark ye fool we are going to the city, and we will take your hundred roubles with us. And if we prosper in trade, we will buy you a red coat, red boots, and a red cap. Do you, however, stay at home here, and when your sisters-in-law desire you to do anything, do as they bid you. The fool, who had a great longing for a red coat, a red cap, and red boots, answered at once that he would do whatever his sisters-in-law told him. So his brothers went off to the city, and Emelyan stayed at home. One day, when the winter was come and the cold was great, his sisters-in-law told him to go out and fetch in water. But Emelyan remained lying on the stove and said, Ay, and who then are you? How now, fool, said his sisters-in-law. We are what you see. You know how cold it is and that it is a man's business to go. I am lazy, replied he. How, cried they, you are lazy? You will want to eat. And how can we cook if we have no water? Very well, then. We will tell our husbands not to give him anything when they have bought the fine red coat and all for him. The fool heard what they said and as he was very desirous to get the red coat and cap he saw that he must go so he got down from by the stove and began to put on his shoes and stockings and to dress himself when he was ready he took the buckets and the axe and went down to the river which ran near their village when he arrived there he cut an enormous hole in the ice he then drew water in the buckets and setting them on the ice he stood by the hole looking into the water as he looked he saw a large pike swimming about in the open water fool as emelyan was he felt a wish to catch this pike so he stole on softly and cautiously to the edge of the hole and making a sudden grasp at the pike he caught him and pulled him out of the water putting him in his bosom he was hurrying home when the pike cried out oh fool 
why have you caught me to take you home answered he to get my sisters-in-law to cook you oh fool said the pike do not take me home but let me go again into the water and i will make a rich man of you emelyan however would not consent and was going on homewards when the pike clearly saw that the fool was not inclined to let him go he said hark ye fool let me go and i will do for you everything you do not like to do for yourself you will only have to wish and it will be done when the fool heard that he rejoiced very much for as he was uncommonly lazy he thought to himself if the pike does everything that i have no mind to do all will be done without my having any occasion to work so he said to the pike i will let you go in the water if you will do all you promise let me go first said the pike and then i will keep my promise the fool however said that the pike must first perform his promise and then he would let him go when the pike saw he would not put him into the water he said if you wish as i told you that i should do all you desire you must tell me now what your desire is i wish said the fool that my buckets should go of themselves from the river up the hill and that without spilling any of the water then said the pike remember the words i now say and listen to what they are at the pike's command and at my request go buckets of yourselves up the hill the fool repeated after him at the pike's command and at my request go buckets of yourselves up the hill instantly with the speed of thought the buckets ran up the hill when emelyan saw that he was amazed beyond expression and he said to the pike but will it always be so everything you desire will be done said the pike but do not forget i say the words i have taught you emelyan then put the pike into the water and followed his buckets home the neighbors were all amazed when they saw the buckets and said to one another this fool makes the buckets come of themselves up the river and he follows them himself at his leisure but emelyan took no notice of them and went on home the buckets were by this time in the house and standing in their place on the footbench and emelyan himself lay down on the stove after some time his sisters-in-law said to him again emelyan what are you loitering there for get up and cut wood but the fool said i and you who are you then you see cried they it is now winter and if you do not go and cut wood you will be frozen i am lazy said the fool what you are lazy said the sisters-in-law if you do not get up and cleave wood we will tell our husbands not to give you the red coat or the red cap or the fine red boots the fool 
who longed for the red cap, coat, and boots, saw that he must cleave the wood. But as it was bitter cold, and he did not like to leave the stove, he repeated under his breath, as he lay there, At the pike's command, and at my request, up, axe, and hew the wood, and do you, logs, come of yourselves into the house, and lay yourselves in the stove. The axe instantly jumped up, ran into the yard, and began to cut up the wood, and the logs came of themselves into the house, and went and laid themselves in the stove. When the sisters-in-law saw this, they wondered exceedingly, and as the axe did the work of itself whenever Emelyan was wanted to cut up wood, he lived with them for some time in great tranquillity. At length the wood was cut, and they said to him, Emelyan, we have no more wood, so you must go to the forest to cut some. I, said the fool, and you, who are you then? The wood, said the sisters-in-law, is far off, and it is winter, and too cold for us to go. I am lazy, said the fool. How? You are lazy, said they. You will be frozen then. And besides, when our husbands come home, we will tell them not to give you the red coat, cap, and boots. As the fool longed for the red clothes, he found that he must go and cut the wood. So he got off the stove and began to put on his shoes and stockings and to dress himself. When he was dressed, he went out into the yard, pulled the sledge out of the shed, took a rope and axe with him, mounted the sledge, and called out to his sisters-in-law, open the gate when the sisters-in-law saw that he was going off in the sledge without any horses for the fool had not put the horses to it they cried out why emelyan you have got on the sledge without yoking the horses he answered that he did not want any horses but asked them to open the gate the sisters-in-law threw open the gate and the fool as he sat in the sledge said at the pike's command and at my request, away, sledge, go to the wood. At these words the sledge galloped out of the yard at such a rate that the people of the village, when they saw it, were filled with amazement. The sledge went on so very fast that if a pair of horses had been yoked to it, they could not have drawn it at anything like the same rate. As it was necessary for the fool to go through the town on his way to the wood, he came to it at full speed not knowing that he should cry out, Make way! In order that he might not run over anyone, he gave no notice, but rode on. So he ran over a great many people, and though they ran after him, no one was able to overtake him and bring him back. Emelyan, having got clear of the town, came to the wood and stopped his sledge. He then got down and said, At the pike's command, and at my request, up axe hew wood and you logs lay yourselves on the sledge and tie yourselves together the fool had scarcely uttered these words when the axe began to cut wood the logs to lay themselves in the sledge and the rope to tie them down when the axe had cut wood enough he desired it to cut him a good cudgel and when the axe had done this he mounted the sledge and said up and away at the pike's command 
and at my request go home sledge away went the sledge at the top of its speed when emelyan came to the town where he had hurt so many people he found a crowd waiting to catch him and as soon as he got into the town they laid hold of him and began to drag him off his sledge and to beat him when the fool saw how they were treating him he said under his breath at the pike's command and at my request up cudgel and thrash them instantly the cudgel began to lay about it in all directions and when the people were all driven away he made his escape and came to his own village the cudgel having thrashed them all soundly rolled to the house after him and emelyan as usual when he got home lay down on the stove after he had left the town the people began everywhere to talk not about the number of persons whom he had injured but about the amazing fact of his riding in the sledge without horses and from one to another the news spread till it reached the court and came even to the ears of the king when the king heard the story he felt an extreme desire to see emelyan so he dispatched an officer with a party of soldiers in search of him the officer whom the king sent lost no time in leaving the town and he took the road that the fool had taken when he came to the village where emelyan lived he summoned before him the starosta headman of the village and said to him i am sent by the king to take a certain fool and bring him before his majesty the starosta at once showed him the house where emelyan lived and the officer entering it asked where the fool was emelyan who was lying on the stove made answer and said what is it you want with me how said the officer what do i want with you get up and dress yourself i must take you to the king what to do asked emelyan the officer was so enraged at the rudeness of his replies that he gave him a slap on the cheek at the pike's command and at my request said the fool under his breath up cudgel and thrash them at the word up sprang the cudgel and began to lay about it on all sides on officer and on men alike the officer was forced to go back to town as fast as he could and when he came before the king and told him how the fool had cudgeled them all round the king marvelled greatly and would not believe that he had been able to cudgel them at all the king then selected a wise man commanding him to bring him the fool by craft if nothing else would do the envoy left the king and went to the village where emelyan lived he called the starosta before him and said i am sent by the king to take your fool so do you send for those with whom he lives the starosta then ran and fetched the sisters-in-law the king's messenger asked them what it was the fool liked and they answered noble sir if anyone entreats our fool earnestly to do anything he flatly refuses the first and the second time the third time however he does not refuse but does what one wants for he does not like to be roughly handled the king's messenger then dismissed them charging them not to tell emelyan that he had summoned them before him 
he then bought raisins baked plums and grapes and went to the fool when he came into the room he went up to the stove and said emelyan why are you lying there and with that he gave him the raisins baked plums and grapes and said emelyan we will go together to the king i will take you with me i am very warm here said the fool for there was nothing he was so fond of as warmth the messenger then began to entreat him be so good emelyan said he let us go you will like the court vastly i said the fool i am lazy the messenger began once more to entreat him be so good said he come with me and the king will get you made a fine red coat a red cap and a pair of red boots when the fool heard the red coat mentioned he said go on before i will follow the messenger then pressed him no further but went out and asked the sisters-in-law if there was any danger of the fools deceiving him they assured him that there was not and he went his way the fool who was still lying on the stove then said to himself how i hate this going to the king then after a few minutes thought at the pike's command and at my request said he up stove and away to the town instantly the wall of the room opened and the stove moved out when it had got clear of the yard it went at such a rate that there was no overtaking it and it came up with the king's messenger and went after him and entered the palace with him when the king knew the fool had come he went forth with all his ministers to see him and when he saw that emelyan was come riding on the stove he was greatly amazed emelyan still lay where he was and said nothing then the king asked him why he had hurt so many people when he went to the wood it was their own fault said the fool why did they not get out of the way just at that moment the king's daughter came to the window and looked at the fool and emelyan happening suddenly to look up at the window where she stood observing him and seeing that she was very handsome said quite softly to himself at the pike's command and at my request let this lovely maiden fall in love with me scarcely had he spoken the words when the king's daughter was desperately in love with him he then said at the pike's command and at my request up and away stove go home immediately the stove left the palace went through the town got home and set itself in its old place there emelyan lived for some time comfortable and happy other people in the town however were far otherwise at the word of emelyan the king's daughter had fallen in love with him and she began to implore her father to give her the fool for a husband the king was in a great rage both with her and the fool but he knew not how he could lay hold of him his minister however suggested that he should again send the officer whom he had before sent to take him this advice pleased the king well and he had the officer called to him when he came the king said hark ye friend i sent you before for the fool and you came without him 
to punish you i now send you for him a second time if you bring him you shall be rewarded but if you do not bring him you shall be punished when the officer heard that he left the king and lost no time in going in quest of the fool when he came to the village he called for the starosta and said to him here is money for you buy everything for a good dinner to-morrow invite emelyan and when he comes make him drink till he falls asleep the starosta knowing that the officer came from the king felt obliged to obey him so he bought everything that was required and invited the fool when emelyan said he would come the officer was greatly pleased so next day the fool came to dinner and the starosta plied him so well with drink that he fell fast asleep as soon as the officer saw he was asleep he laid hold of him and ordered a carriage to be brought when it came they put the fool in it and the officer getting in himself drove off to the town and so to the palace the minister informed the king that the officer had come and as soon as he heard it he ordered a large cask to be provided without delay and to be hooped with strong iron hoops when the cask was brought to the king and he saw that everything had been done as he desired he ordered his daughter and the fool to be put into it and the cask to be well pitched when all this had been done the king ordered the cask to be thrown into the sea and left to the mercy of the waves the king then returned to his palace and the cask floated along for some time on the sea all this time the fool was fast asleep when he awoke and found it was quite dark he said to himself where am i for he thought he was all alone but the princess said you are in a cask emelyan and i am shut up with you in it but who are you asked he i am the king's daughter answered the princess and then she told him why she had been shut up there with him she then besought him to deliver himself and her out of the cask but the fool said i am very warm here grant me the favor said the princess have pity on my tears and deliver me out of this cask why said emelyan i am lazy the princess began once more to entreat him grant me the favor emelyan said she deliver me out of this cask and let me not die the fool was moved by her tears and entreaties and said well i will do this for you he then said softly at the pike's command and at my request cast us o sea on the shore where we may dwell on a dry place only let us be near our own country and do thou cask fall to pieces on the dry land scarcely had the fool spoken the words when the waves began to roll and the cask was thrown up on a dry place and fell to pieces of itself emelyan got up and went with the princess about the place where they were cast the fool saw that they were in a very fine island where there was an abundance of trees with all kinds of fruit on them when the princess saw that she rejoiced greatly at their being on such an island and she said but emelyan where shall we live there is not even a nook here 
you want too much said the fool grant me the favor said the princess let there be if nothing more a little cottage in which we may shelter us from the rain for the princess knew he could do anything he wished i am lazy said the fool the princess began again to urge him and emelyan overcome by her entreaties was obliged to do as she desired he went away from her and said at the pike's command and at my request let me have in the middle of this island a finer castle than the king's and let a crystal bridge lead from my castle to the royal palace and let there be people of all conditions in the court the words were scarcely spoken then there appeared a splendid castle with a crystal bridge the fool went with the princess into the castle and saw that the apartments were all magnificently furnished and that there were many people there such as footmen and all kinds of officers who waited for the fool's commands when he saw that all these men were like men and that he alone was ugly and stupid he wished to be better so he said at the pike's command and at my request let me become such a youth that i shall have no equal and let me be extremely wise he had scarcely spoken the words before he became so handsome and so wise that all were amazed emelyan then sent one of his servants to the king to invite him and all his ministers to the castle the servant went along the bridge which the fool had made and when he came to the court the ministers brought him before the king and emelyan's messenger said please your majesty i am sent by my master to ask you to dinner the king asked him who his master was but he answered please your majesty i can tell you nothing about my master but if you come to dine with him he will inform you himself the king who was curious to know who it was who had sent to invite him told the messenger that he would come without fail the servant went away and when he got home the king and his ministers set out along the crystal bridge to visit the fool when they arrived at the castle emelyan came forth to meet the king took him by the white hands kissed him on the mouth led him into his castle and made him sit behind the oak tables with fine diapered tablecloths at sugar meats and honey drinks the king and his ministers ate and drank and made themselves merry when they got up from table and retired the fool said to the king does your majesty know who i am as emelyan was now dressed in fine clothes and was very handsome it was not possible to recognize him so the king said that he did not know him then said the fool does your majesty recollect how a fool came on a stove to your court and how you fastened him up in a pitched cask with your daughter and cast them into the sea know me then now for i am that emelyan when the king saw him thus before him he was greatly terrified and knew not what to do but the fool went to the king's daughter and brought her out to him when the king saw her he was very pleased and said i have been very unjust towards you so i give you my daughter for your wife hearing that emelyan thanked the king and when he had prepared everything for the wedding 
it was celebrated with great magnificence and the following day emelyan gave a feast to the ministers and to the common people there were barrels of wine set forth and when all these festivities were at an end the king wanted to give up his kingdom to him but emelyan had no mind to take it so the king went back to his kingdom and emelyan remained in his castle and lived happily End of chapter 9 Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista